0: Welcome to episode 10 of Defenders of the Bank with your boys, Philly and... The Scarf! We are calling this episode, About Last Night. And about last night, thank you Diamande, you gave us one hell of an evening, What not you say, Scarf?
1: I have no voice, thank you to Mr. Adama Diamande, a little help from Mr. 300 Jordan Harvey, What an incredible way to start off our season. Season two is upon us, everybody. And unlike most movies, this sequel is going to be far better than the first. I agree. This is going to be the best sequel since Home
0: Alone 2. Yes, I said it. The best (laughs) sequel since Home Alone 2. And we're going to get into things in just a bit. But, of course, we need to discuss a couple of things before we get into the crux of our podcast. And I'm going to switch it over to Scarf, and he's going to give you this day in...
1: LAFC history. Take That's it away, right. Scarfy. This day in LAFC history, you guys know we changed it from this day in sports to this day in LAFC history. And if you know anything about LAFC and the black and gold, you know how important this day was in LAFC history. And March, what day is that, Scarfy? March 4th, 2018, which was one year ago today. I was up in beautiful Seattle, Washington, to watch LAFC kick off their regular season. For the very first time, of course, we all know what happened in the 11th minute. Who scored the first goal against the Sounders? Diego Rossi. He yeah, scored he scored the did. first goal against the Sounders. 11 minutes into our first game. Scored the first game. goal against the Sounders. Diego Rossi. What a day in LAFC Just love history. that song. We had the first yellow card in team history, Benny Failhaber, in the 69th giggity minute. We had Tristan Blackman, who came on as the first sub in team history. 80th minute for Marco Uriña. Of course, Tyler Miller recording the first shutout in team history. Clean seven sheet. saves, that's right. And it was MLS debut. Of course, for Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, Mark Anthony Kay, Joao Mutinho, and Tristan Blackman. And again, we were outshot in that game twenty two to five, and we still found a way to win it one nothing that was this day in LAFC history. It's time for some birthdays, Philly. Who you got? We'll go through this really quickly. Happy 20th birthday
0: to David Beckham's son, Brooklyn. Yes, Brooklyn is a boy's name. And if you're wondering why his name is Brooklyn, just ask Victoria and David where exactly they conceived him. Brooklyn Beckham, ladies and gentlemen. Basketball player. Again, we're going to keep this sports related with the exception of one, but you'll appreciate that in a little bit. We have Draymond Green turning 29 today. Don't know how many Golden State Warrior fans there are out there. Draymond Green went to Michigan State, and I had the honor and privilege of seeing him play in college because I went to one of their rivals, Indiana University. I did not like Draymond Green then, and I can't say my opinion has changed much on him, although I will not use the word hate. But happy 29th birthday, Draymond Green. Now... Another legend in the world of U.S. soccer, Landon Donovan turns 37 today. Yes, 37 years old. Landon Donovan. And you all out there are thinking, God, that guy is old. But Philly happens to be one year older than him. So if Landon Donovan is old, I am basically Dumbledore and Gandalf wrapped into one. And a couple more birthdays just to leave you with. I love the heavy metal. Love the heavy metal. Jason Newstead. The one-time bassist of Metallica also has a
1: birthday today.
0: We're not going to just stop on March the 4th. So wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. You know I bring the nerd with all of our birthdays, so I got a couple here for you. Star Trek, Star Wars, here we
0: come. Uh, I'll be
1: really quick, I promise. But you brought up something that I have to bring up on birthdays yet again. You brought up Home Alone and Home Alone 2. It is Catherine O'Hara's birthday today. Uh, That's right. Hey, Born what? in 1954, she of course was the mom in Home Alone and the voice of Sally in The night Before Christmas. That's right. And okay, so for all you Mets fans out there, of course you Just remember the great career of Jack Fisher from 1964 to 1967. He played on only bad Mets teams, but here's why I love Jack Fisher. Ted Williams, all-time great. His final at-bat? a home run given up by Jack Fisher. Roger Maris, when he was about to break the home run record, 60th home run, given up by Jack Fisher. The first ever home run hit at Shea Stadium, given up by your man Jack Fisher. Happy birthday, born in 1939. And lastly, of course, I bring the nerd, 1678. Happy birthday to composer Antonio Vivaldi.
0: I did know that, and I thought about mentioning it, but of course, you're the nerd, so it gets its only fitting that you're the one who mentions these things.
1: Of course, we are
0: recording on March the 4th, 2019, but you are going to hear this episode on March the 5th, and there are a couple of LAFC player birthdays that we would like to highlight. Happy 21st birthday to Diego Rossi, the guy who scored the first goal against against the the Sounders. 21 years old. We can finally buy him a beer after he scores more goals at the bank. He definitely opened up the scoring this past Sunday night. But yes, happy 21st birthday to Diego Rossi. I also want to say happy birthday to former former LAFC player Marco Ureña. Yes, it is his birthday as well. And we have... One
1: more birthday shout out to give to one of our newest signings. That's right, my man Three Omlauts. Happy birthday to Nico Hamilainen. How crazy is it? Three LAFC players have their birthday on March the fifth. That is so cool. So that's in just a few hours from now. Happy birthday. Diego Rossi, Marco Arena, Nico Hamalainen. But I've got one more happy birthday to my mom. That's right. Uh, it is her birthday, birthday,
0: Mama Scarf.
1: That's right. Happy birthday, Mom. I love you so much. And that's it for our birthdays. All Alright,
0: so the majority of this episode is going to be about last night, but a couple other things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our man Sticks. He dropped his new video. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. And basically, yeah, it's all going to be about last night, and let's get into it. Last night, Scarfy, 22,000. 99 screaming fans in Bank of California Stadium. What an atmosphere. I would say it even rivals the very first game, April 29th, last year against the Sounders. What do you think?
1: Look, you could feel the energy from the very beginning. I was there at about noon at the tailgate on Christmas Tree Lane. And I want to give a shout out. Normally, this is where I would single out some people. But I have to tell you, I think every single supporters group was so incredibly awesome to both myself and my girlfriend. Again, we were there really early. And I just want to say, a couple thank yous first Ben from Relentless Hank from Crew you guys are amazing it was really cool to see the Expos they had their VW Beetle out there this thing was sick dude Black Army was awesome to us of course D9U they're always great the Luckies I don't think there's a a more welcoming group out there than the Luckies but I mean it was just it was so cool and I want to give another shout out to Sam from T-Grace I mean it was a love fest out there with all the supporters groups I think everybody was just so happy to see each other again out there on the tailgate. We had a blast seeing all the different supporters groups and all the different tailgates that they had going out there. I know I supported a bunch, whether it was purchasing a scarf or purchasing a taco plate, whatever it might have been. I mean, it was an absolutely fantastic time. And it sounds so
0: cliche, and I didn't want to repeat something that's been said a bunch of times, and I tried to figure out another way to compare this to, but I couldn't. It really, really was like the first day of school. It's like, you haven't seen everybody. We've been on summer vacation, and then we've seen friends that we haven't seen in our sections and supporters groups. It's like, hey, haven't seen you. How you doing? Long time. And. It's just what I love about this club. Not only do we have a great product on the field, regardless of that, even if our team was going to be predicted to finish last, the fact that there's just so much love and support out there, I love our LAFC family. I love the supporters groups. I love the 3252. I get really angry when anybody talks negatively about the black and gold. It makes me feel as if somebody's talking negatively about my mother and my father and, for that matter, my family. I love everybody within the LAFC organization. This is a great place to be in. Yeah, nothing I could compare it to other than that first day of school. The
1: atmosphere was absolutely incredible, not just at Christmas Tree Lane, but before the game, once you got inside Bank of California Stadium, the thirty-two fifty-two was hyped. Their TIFO, can we talk about that TIFO just for a second here, Philly? That yeah, was, of course. Oh, the my God. was sick. Especially if you compare it to a certain team down the freeway from Carson. That TIFO was... Was incredible. Where's that? It's second start of the right and straight into a trash can. Yeah, great job by our tifo crew. I mean, what what more do you expect from 3252? They're the best cheering section in soccer by far. Excuse me, they're the best cheering section in football. Oh, he learned, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my Finally, I, I only took I gotta, him eleven episodes. I got to get better at it. I got to get better at it. But, you know, what I really love, too, the atmosphere before the game with Will Farrell as the honorary Falconer, of course, side-by-side side right there with Ken. Ken. And we got ourselves a brand-new PA announcer. That was pretty cool. It's the announcer for the Dodgers, if I remember correctly. So it's pretty cool that we got ourselves a new PA announcer. He sounded really cool. Still getting used to some of the terminology and kind of getting a little comfortable out there on the PA. But what an incredible atmosphere right before the game. And lastly... Our boy Jordan Harvey being honored for game number 300. 300 games. Man. Congratulations, Jordan Harvey. Congratulations, man. That was awesome. And then the kickoff happened. 16th minute rolls around and I didn't know that Sporting Kansas City had hired the referee to play for them during the first half because that ball it ricochets off the referee and I turned to the guys in front of me and I said that's just the kind of bad break we don't need and 30 seconds later we got a goal. Yeah,
0: of course. And I'm sure there are referees that are in the under-13 Youth Academy that could have called the game a lot better than the referees that we had in this situation. But yeah, Sporting Kansas City, unfortunately, opens up the scoring in this game. And it was against a very formidable starting lineup. I want to highlight who started on that game. Of course, it was the exact lineup that we predicted in previous podcasts. We had Tyler Miller starting in goal and our back line consisted of Eddie Segura, Walker Zimmerman, Jordan Harvey, and Steven Bateshore. Our midfield, as we anticipated, Atuesta Kane win. And then interestingly enough, Rossi Vela, that's a no brainer, but they started Christian Ramirez. Christian Ramirez gets a start for the black and gold. And, What a rough game that was. They were playing like a bunch of thugs. As far as who was on the bench, I was really happy to see that we had... Of course, we were going to have Latif Blessing. Dio was on there. More about that in a second. Peter Lee Vassell was suited up. And we had Silva Elmanir, Shaft Brewer on the bench, which is really cool. And, of course, we needed a backup goalkeeper. So we had Pablo Cisniega in there. And, yeah, that was our lineup. And we went out there against a very tough and physical Sporting Kansas City team. I mean... They were brutal in that first half. What do you think about that,
1: Scarf? Yeah, Gerso or Gerso in particular, more like Jerkso. Jerkso. Right? Um, no, he, he played right through Carlos Vela and Lee Wynn in the first half. Of course, only picked up a yellow. I was really surprised that a couple of those late fouls by him didn't draw red, but more on drawing red in a minute. But we made it through the first half, down one nothing. I know a lot of people were surprised. You were bringing up the starting lineup and then our eighteen. A lot of people were surprised that maybe there was no Fito Zelaya in the 18 for this first game, but it is a long season. We have 33 more regular season games to go. We've got open cup. We will have playoffs. We'll have the MLS cup final that we'll have to play in. We got a lot of games to go in this season, so I'm not worried about Fito, but we went into halftime down one, nothing, probably a little upset at the referee and definitely upset at the way sporting was playing, but it did not take us long after the half 47th minute, the equalizer on another quality finish by the man who scored the first goal last season. Against the Sounders. This year he scores the first goal of the Against season. the Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, it doesn't quite have doesn't the same have ring, nice to, ring to, it. to it. No, but 47th minute, Diego Rossi got the equalizer. And then the game just, again, it was kind of a slugfest. They're in the middle of the field, played really slow all the way through, and then finally... After five yellows in the 84th minute, Sporting's Roger Espinosa saw red. And it took us a while, Philly, to be able to capitalize. I mean, we were playing in quicksand, it seemed like, for a lot of that second half. But we had one more late run in us. Of course, the moment by Dio.
0: Yeah, and the lineup completely shifted. So at some point, Bradley took out three players, Lee Win was substituted. We had the game changer, Latif Blessing, entering in the game. For Christian Ramirez, we had Adama Diamande. And then our final substitution for Diego Rossi. I was really surprised that Bob Bradley wanted to take Diego Rossi out at that crucial part of a game, but we saw the entrance of rookie Peter Lee Vassell, And I got to tell you, his entry into the game, along with Dio's and Blessing, completely, completely changed the trajectory of the offense. We had an ample amount of opportunities, but of course with this new spark and this new energy, we saw a completely revitalized LAFC team. And Dio, despite the lack of minutes he's been getting in the preseason, despite the fact that they were saying he's out of shape, despite the fact that they were saying maybe he's got some other kind of injury... He was the perfect player to go up against this physical physical sporting Kansas City team. I mean, I could see how people were trying to get around him and, and, and steal it from him. He was he was holding people back. I mean, he's just such a physical presence when he's in that game. There's nobody, nobody taking down Dio. And oddly enough, it is Draymond Green's birthday, and I always say that Dio is Draymond Green in soccer cleats. <laughs> yeah, they do kind of look sure like I'm sure you see starts. that. Somebody's got to see that. I can't be the only loon who sees that. But the game completely shifted. In the 94th minute, Adama Diamande, he no longer has Dio on the back of that jersey. It's his full name, Diamande, number 99, punches that ball in the back of the net thanks to an assist by Jordan Harvey on his 300th game. Boom! LAFC 2, Sporting Kansas City 1, and the bank is roaring!
1: Yeah, you know, it all started with a through ball by Peter Lee Vassell, And I want to go back to something that you mentioned. It was a little bit of a surprise substitution by Bob taking out Diego Rossi in the 85th minute. But what confidence it must show in this young kid to not only take out one of your true superstars, but to put in a kid making his very first appearance in the MLS. And not only that, but to put him in in crunch time, again, 85th minute, And he's the one that winds up making a through ball pass. It goes over to Harvey. Harvey with the soft touch over to Dio. And there was no doubt in what Dio was trying to do. There was no finesse. This wasn't a Carlos Vela flip shot. This wasn't one of Diego Rossi's curling strikes. This was the hammer by Diamande. And oh man, Miele even, he guessed the right way. He made a great attempt at it, but there was no shot for the goalkeeper there for SKC. And the bank went nuts. The roof came off. I know the roof is only partial, but the roof came off. It was absolutely incredible. But you know what? There's something that we want to talk about right after that goal happened. I'm going to bring it up. It was all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's a difference between a beer shower where a bunch of people throw a bunch of beer in the air and it lands in every direction and some knucklehead deciding to pour a beer on a player After a goal celebration, those are two different things. And again, this is the scarf talking here, and I have no problem backing up what I say. I stand in front of every single thing I say. I do not think there's any place in the 3252, in Bank of California Stadium, in the MLS, in football worldwide, for the celebration to include some fan literally dumping a beer on a player. I don't care who that player is, but it certainly made it worse that it was devout Muslim Adama Diamante, who does not drink alcohol. And honestly, he the, the message that he put out there on his Instagram, how classy he was in the way that he handled it. I know he must have been pretty upset. I hope it didn't overshadow the incredible moment that he created there in Bank of California Stadium, but I just don't think there's a place for dumping a beer on a guy. This isn't a beer shower. This was dumping a beer on a guy. And look, Dio's the one that came out and said he didn't like it, so I'm going to side with Dio 100 times out of 100.
0: No, no doubt, no doubt. And if you're going to dump a beer on anybody, just give it to us. We like beer. We <laughs> like beer at Defenders of the Bank. Don't waste it. I mean, oh, that's yeah. a party foul in most places, unless you're throwing it up as a beer shower. But if you're going to dump a beer, just pass it along to the Defenders. We'll help you drink it.
1: Yeah, but- my, my favorite comment was how many people in the 3252 were surprised that guy still had so much beer left. What was he doing with it? There oh, in the that's a really good minute. point. I That's mean, a come really on. good point. And, and how great was it, Philly, the parallels between the first game in our entire history last year and this game here. You have Diego Rossi opening up the scoring, and last year it was a goal in the 93rd minute, and this year, like you said, a goal in the 94th.
0: Now, Diego Rossi opened up the scoring for us, as we mentioned at the beginning of last season. He opens up the scoring for us again, season two, and we talked about it in one of the earlier podcasts. You are literally seeing the best player under 22 years old in the MLS in Diego Rossi. We are so very fortunate to have him on our side. He is a fantastic player, and he played a really, really good game. So he opens up the scoring for us. Dio picks it up again. These were two out of the our three leading scores along with Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela, at one point, do you remember Scarf where he had that ball around center pitch and he just juggled it past a couple of those defenders and he's racing down to the goal and he gets caught by three defenders and he doesn't make the, the goal, but that was an incredible highlight. Really showed how quick Carlos Vela is and I can't keep saying this, but I mean, I, I mean, I can't keep saying this. He's just such a marvelous player to watch. He hands down is the best player on the pitch in any game that we play in.
1: Yeah, you know, and all the names that we mentioned so far, there's one name that we didn't mention. And again, maybe this is my naivete, and I don't know nearly as much about the world of football as, as most people listening to this podcast do. But Edward Atuesta, one name that we didn't mention, well, it turns out the MLS took notice – And he was named to the bench of the MLS team of the week. They have their starting 11, and then they have about six or seven guys on the bench. And Eduardo Tuesta, not the goal scorer Dio, not the assist man in game number 300, Jordan Harvey, not the guy who scored our first goal, not our goalie, not Diego Rossi, not Tyler Miller. Eduardo Tuesta, named to the bench of the MLS team of the week. You know, I know he did a lot of the dirty work there in the middle, and I suspect that's why... Got a light yellow card, too. That's right, and I suspect that's why we didn't hear a lot of him throughout the course of the game because he was the one in the trenches doing the dirty work. So congrats to Eduardo Tuesta. And again, what an incredible first game of the season. Next week, Sunday, March 10th, Portland comes to town. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Portland. They, of course, played a 3-3 draw to Colorado. And of course, we got to see our former teammate, the man who played in all 34 regular season games for us last year, in the Snow Bowl that they played last week, Benny Failhaber with a goal. And maybe Colorado's not going to be nearly as bad as people thought. A great game by both sides ended in a 3-3 tie. and know Diego Valeri scored a goal. Obviously, we talked about Benny Failhaber. Six goals in the game. We'll see what Portland's got in the tank early on in the season for our game on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and as far as Benny's concerned, I kept a a close watch on the game, not only because there was an orange ball, which indicated that there was going to be snow, but I really wanted to see Benny. I really enjoyed having him on the team. He was a great player, and after watching the We Are LAFC doc, it just made me think that much highly of him. If you're looking for Benny Thalhaber, When Colorado takes the pitch, he's not wearing the number 33. He's wearing the number six. And obviously, we wish him all the best. Anybody that graces the LAFC roster is always going to be black and gold, regardless of what the story is. So congrats on that first goal, Benny. We hope you score many more, but we definitely hope you don't score them against us. And Colorado and Portland, I think they said it was a record. They played in what was known as the coldest game in MLS history. I mean, playing in that snow, playing with an orange ball, you don't really see that all that much. I'm kind of thinking Benny being the Southern California boy that he is, even though he scored a goal, I'm sure he was thinking, dang, it's a heck of a lot warmer in Los Angeles than it is today here in Colorado.
1: Yeah, you know, again, congrats to Benny on the goal, but what an, what an even game that those two teams played. Lots going on there on both sides. 3-3 tie, and we have Portland next week. Yeah. And a couple more things. Sporting Kansas City
0: still is going to be a very tough opponent. We both lined up in a 4-3-3 lineup. The differential, I mean, we had possession about 51% of the time, which obviously mathematically they only had a 49%. Fouls, clearly they beat the crap out of us in that endeavor. They were such a bunch of dirty players. We, uh, the yellow cards and the red card situations, clearly that was another win for, for Sporting Kansas City. But look, let's not sleep on them. They beat us twice last year. They were predicted to win the Western Conference this year. We were predicted to win number two. We had the bank on our side, but Sporting Kansas City is still going to be a good team. Keep in mind that a couple of days prior, they did play in the CONCACAF Champions League. We mentioned that in our last podcast. Hopefully that tired some of their legs, but they still played hard. They still played very physical. They were torching us on the left side of the field in that first half. They're going to be a very tough opponent, and don't think that they aren't going to give us all and the kitchen sink when we come play them in Kansas City in the upcoming months. But heck of a game. This is a season of redemption. We not only defended the bank last night, We avenged it, and I know we're going to avenge it in multiple ways. This isn't going to be the only first that we're going to see this season because there's a team down the road in Carson that we know, and I'm confident, and Scarf's probably confident saying this, we are going to get their redemption against them as well, but we're going to have to wait until July until we face them in the next game.
1: Yeah, you know, you won't have to wait very long, though, for another game at Bank of California Stadium. March 6th, coming up in just a couple of days, El Salvador and Guatemala will be playing each other in the first ever national team friendly. Is Fito playing in that one, Scarf? I, I don't, you know, I don't know. He didn't play in our last game, so he's definitely fresh. He could play for El Salvador, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. El Salvador versus Guatemala, our first ever national team friendly at Bank of California Stadium. Dubbed the Clásico Centro Americano. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's 7 p.m. on Wednesday, so if you're around Bank of California Stadium, you want to see some great soccer I mean, that'll be incredible. There's going to be a Fiesta centroamericano starting at 3 p.m. They'll have music, food, prizes, all kinds of stuff. So all the Salvadoran, Guatemalan, or just soccer fans, excuse me, football fans. Finally, there, he's getting I'm, it I'm right, ladies and it. gentlemen. I'm working on it. I know Ticketmaster has still got some tickets available. So if you want to head down to the bank on Wednesday, March 6th, to see El Salvador and Guatemala tickets still available for the first ever National Team Friendly at Bank of California Stadium.
0: Of course. And that about caps it for the game last night against Sporting Kansas City. You said it earlier and I didn't mention it. I woke up this morning with a very, very hoarse voice myself. I'm really surprised that I'm able to talk right now. And you're sounding quite clear as far as I'm concerned. So that's a good thing. But I think it's a good idea that we wait a day. Anytime that we play a game, because could you imagine if we recorded the podcast light last night,
1: Scarf? Oh, man. Wait, what a sound you <laughs> guy like this. Dude, I had no voice last <laughs> night for Adama sure. Diamante
0: in the 94th minute. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Dude, I had no voice last night for sure. I was also pretty tired because. We were running all around Bank of California Stadium last night. It was kind of a fun day for defenders of the bank. We dropped our first pin that we've ever sold. Our Falcon logo there. It's inspired by Ollie and Ken and the pregame ritual that happens before every single game. Really cool. A couple of the small subtle changes they made to that. And Ollie looked incredible there before the game. But we we she got
0: crushed it, man.
1: Absolutely. We got rid of all 100 of our pins. On the first day that they were available, I don't even have a pin anymore. No, you and I both we don't have pins anymore. Give it to Malachi in the headquarters. That's right. He (laughs) He deserved it though. He's a great kid. Shout out to Malachi. That's right. I gave Tom Penn my last pin, so we have already. Panda uh...
0: gave Tom Penn's wife a pin.
1: That's right. We have already ordered more pins. More pins on the way, and in more colors. That's right. And the Defenders of the Bank flag made its first appearance. I know some of you out there saw it. Thank you all so much for those of you guys that noticed us. That was a lot of fun. So um, and a big thank you. I want to give a shout out to William Bello. William has hooked me up on a couple of occasions with some new scarves I didn't have, and he came through yet again. Thank you so much. I believe his Instagram handle is the Life of Will B. I want to give him a quick shout out for that. And I have a couple of other scarf-related announcements, if you don't mind.
0: No, your name's the Scarf, and if you have a scarf-related announcement, scarf away.
1: I- I've got not one but two. The first... I didn't
0: even know about the second. This is a new one for me, too, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's
1: right. I'll I'll save the best one, in my opinion, for last. The first, we talked about it on our last podcast, the Scarf Hall of Fame. That's right. I'm going to be starting the voting for the Scarf Hall of Fame. It will run from April 1st... Through April 30th. It will be one month long. And what I'm going to do is, I'm going to put up 10 scarves, and you're going to be able to vote for your top two scarves. And we are going to have the first ever induction to the Scarf Hall of Fame.
0: Scarf Hall of Fame. I like how that sounds.
1: Later on in the season, we will have the first induction into the Scarf Hall of Fame. You'll be able to choose from 10 scarves. Now, look, without getting myself into any any trouble, these will not include supporters group scarves, at least for this first time around, because, I mean, personally, look, I think if we put up a D9U supporters group scarf, I think they're going to win the vote because they're the biggest supporters group that we have, and they've got some pretty sweet scarves, too. Very sweet, sweet. But I just wanted to make that quick announcement. More details to come in a podcast or two later. But the Scarf Hall of Fame, voting from April 1st running through April 30th, But I've got a pretty exciting announcement, and I've been working with the team for the last, I don't know, it seems like six months or so. They approached me after the last game of the season, the unfortunate playoff loss against Real Salt Lake, and I have designed a scarf. That will be going on sale at LAFC HQ. It is an LAFC scarf. It is not a Defenders of the Bank scarf. It's not a 3252 scarf, but it was certainly inspired by the 3252 and our community that comes to see every single game here at the bank I took inspiration from every one of you in the 3252 and so many other people that I have met throughout the course of our first season. So I'm really excited to announce, guys, I'm holding not just a scarf launch, but the team has decided they've been totally awesome about this whole thing. And again, I want to give a quick shout out to Alex, to Ben, to Jeff, and to everybody at LAFC that has been so incredibly supportive throughout all of this. It's going to be on my birthday, March 20th. That's right, just 16 days from when we are recording this podcast right now. It it looks like all systems are go for our launch event for the scarf that I designed for LAFC and for our fantastic team. I really hope you guys will love it. As soon as I get the go to post the mock up of what the scarf looks like, we've, we've spent months designing it. Really excited to be able to make this announcement. So, again, March 20th. With all of my friends over at LAFC headquarters, you guys have been amazing to me and to Philly and to, you know, really to all of us. I mean, look, there was a line outside waiting for that sweet new bomber jacket that you guys had, the anthem jacket, I think it's called. There's always some cool things coming out there from LAFC headquarters. So I just wanted to make that quick announcement. It's going to be really cool. It'll be the scarf's scarf that he designs for LAFC.
0: I'm so excited about that. I hope the scarf can save me a scarf. I only hang out with them the majority of my days. I <laughs> You've better got get a, a scarf. scarf. I don't have any more pins, so I hope I can at least get a <laughs> scarf. Maybe one day we can get some socks, but that's a, that's a whole different story. Yeah, that's super exciting thing. I've seen the scarf, ladies and gentlemen. I'm super excited about it. It has a lot of really, really cool designs to it. I know you're going to love it. So March 20th on your calendars, come not only get a scarf from LAFC designed by the scarf, but buy him, buy him a Julius Pepper
1: at Free Play LA. (laughs) If you don't know what
0: that is, come to Free Play LA on March 20th and say to JR, I've got, I'm sorry, the scarf, that I've got a Julius Pepper for you and he will graciously accept that. We're at that time where we're going to cut the podcast up. The podcasts are going to come more frequently and they're going to be a lot shorter just because there's so much going on, but... Because it was the first game of the season, Scarfy, what was your favorite, favorite moment last night? Oh, I, I stumped the scarf. Okay. <laughs> that should be another segment, might, stump the I scarf.
1: Stump the scarf. I might need a minute for that. You know, my favorite moment is uh, is one that I didn't see coming at the beginning of the game. It was actually at the very end when we were up, we got to hang out at sunset for a little bit. and lafc soccer head oh you killed me that was my favorite oh that was your favorite moment (laughs) too. keep going i'll find another one we're allowed to have the same favorite moment we do think alike I, i walked by and he turned his head and what was on his right cheek but the defenders of the bank logo i lost my mind that was so cool big thank you to lafc soccer head and of course the reason why is because we kept it in the family bob of bsb pins he is the one that produced the pins that we designed. So a big thank you and a shout out to at BSB pins, P-I-N-Z on Instagram. If you are not following, we have such a great pin community between custom connects, between fresh ones, MV patches and pins, and of course, BSB pins, who's incredible work there on the pins that he did for us a double back nice and thick high quality pin big thank you but my favorite moment by far was seeing our logo on the side of lafc soccer head thank you so much angel for that that was awesome
0: I lost my mind when I saw that. Big shout-out to you. We're going to get LAFC soccer head on our podcast. He's already agreed to do it. We just have to figure out the scheduling, so stay tuned. I know there's a lot of you out there that want to hear his story. So I guess I asked you. I'm sure you're going to ask me. You took my favorite moment, so I have to figure out another one. And I could easily just say the Dio goal was my favorite one, and I'm sure it was everybody's favorite one. But one thing I really do enjoy, we've got some listeners out there that are really great fans of our podcast. I will say this. I was walking around Christmas Tree Lane. I was with you, Scarfy, and we saw Ken, the Falconer. Of course, we have a relationship with Ken. He was on one of our podcasts. And I remember giving him a hug and handing him a pin. And obviously, it had our logo on it. Six or so guys that he was talking to immediately recognized the logo and yelled, Hey, Defenders! And they wanted to take pictures with us. I was so honored by that moment. It really made me feel like we were doing something really, really cool with this podcast. And we really, really appreciate the support of all you guys out there. I'm so happy that people are listening to us. I'm so happy the reception has been that warm. And if you ever see us, please don't hesitate to stop myself. Philly or or Jr. the Scarf. Chances are we'll probably have stickers or some things to give out. We really appreciate, you know, you guys hearing us. And We've got so much more unbelievable content out there for all of you out there in podcast land.
1: Yeah, you know, we have said from day one, we want to be the podcast for the people And if even one of you recognized us out there, that that would blow our minds and we're really happy for it. But what we want to keep hearing from you is all the suggestions, all the feedback. You know, we want to try to get better each and every podcast and we really are. We're doing this for the fans. We're doing this for the 3252, but also for everybody else out there who's stuck in traffic waiting to get to the game, and want something fun to listen to, we want to be that podcast for you. Thank you guys so much. You know We couldn't be more excited for the game coming up March 10th. One thing I do want to mention, that March 10th against Portland is one of 12 nationally televised LAFC games. So if you don't have YouTube TV, that's right. If you don't have YouTube TV... Don't worry, on Fox Sports 1, our next two games, both March 10th against Portland and March 17th at NYCFC, both of those games will be on Fox Sports 1, so you won't have to have YouTube TV. Look, we love them. They're a sponsor of our team. One of their founders is one of the owners of our team. But look, a lot of people don't have YouTube TV, so they either have to go to a fantastic watch party, which Philly and I will be doing throughout the course of the season. We'll be hitting up several of the different supporters groups watch parties throughout L.A., But Fox Sports 1 will have both March 10th against Portland and March 17th at NYCFC.
0: That about wraps it up. I just want to give a shout out to our boy Styx. Styx just dropped his new release for the song, My Home. It's on YouTube. We advertised it earlier on Instagram. And listen and check out our friends over at Shoulder to Shoulder. They're going to have Sticks on as a special guest. I'm sure it's going to be a great interview. The guys, Chris and Christian at Shoulder to Shoulder, give them a listen to. Shout out to Sticks on your new single. We love it. It's so appropriate. It's going to be the battle song that we're all going to listen to on our way to the bank. So shout out to our boy Sticks. And I got nothing else to say, Scarf. You got anything else?
1: No, I think this was a nice, tight podcast. We can't wait until the 10th, when we get to podcast all over again on the 11th. Expect us to drop an episode pretty much now after every single game. And if more news comes up, look, we'll do extra podcasts. Why not? We are here for you. We don't believe in sleep. That's right. Thank you guys so much for supporting Defenders of the Bank. This has been episode 10. Of course, this is JR the Scarf saying bye-bye. Philly, anything to say?
0: No. Christian, Philly, Phil a monster also saying bye bye-bye. bye-bye.